Oh yeah, okay. very well with the classic rock blasting through the floor <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> literally what's happening downstairs right now yep. <laughs> welcome to super duper stitious the paranormal podcast wherein we jake i wasn't ready oh Break i was trying to science of the spooky yeah <laughs> got him my prank worked <laughs> <laughs> i'm wyatt i'm jake and we're back again with another ep in November. Mm-hmm. Them November eps. That's right. We will be talking about November thing. No, we won't. <laughs> yeah. Um, Today's topic is November. November. <laughs> <laughs> we will be talking today about some sound stuff. That's right. We're bringing you sounds in this all sound format. <laughs> it's fun how infrequently we think to do this. Exactly. But uh, yeah, we've got some strange noises for y'all, for each other. I don't think either of us really knows what we're in store to hear. Right. And uh, I think you're kicking us off today. I am, but before I do, yes, oh. we are long overdue. A, <gasps> over a month overdue at this point, because I've been putting them off for all oh our Halloween God. special stuff. For an update on the Phantom of, of the, the Chicago. Chicago. This is about to be act hmm, 135, I believe. Something like that. Uh-huh. So for new uh-huh. listeners or people who forgot or just don't care, the Phantom of the Chicago <laughs> is... Listeners uh, who have been trying actively to forget what this is about. Yes. The Phantom of the Chicago is uh, the name of a creature or several creatures. Lon Strickler of phantomsandmonsters.com <laughs> has uh, chosen the name the Chicago Phantom. <laughs> we chose better. It refers to a bunch of these like flying bat creatures, humanoid bat creatures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the greater Chicago area that had a whole bunch of appearances throughout 2017 and seem to continue on into 2018. Certainly the reports keep coming in. Right. And so we cover them. Jake covers them and I just get to enjoy it along with everyone else at home. Just kick back and right. or try and kick back as far as your cord will let you. Yeah. My three inch headphone <laughs> wire. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. Head's just up against the mixer right now. <laughs> So, let me just jump in. Tuesday, October 23rd, Lon said, I recently received the following account. This took place in northern Illinois, not far from Rockford. My friend and I were just riding around in my car. As the day continued, we decided to head out towards the country back roads. Uh, We were both 17, and this was the summer before our senior year in high school. We had been riding around for several hours at night, and around 10 p.m., we were on a gravel road I wasn't familiar with. It was a location that had lots of farmland all around and a few houses here and there. We were talking while I'm speeding along this gravel road. There was no drinking or drugs involved. The corn on both sides of the road was high. They were night cruising is what I'm gathering here. Like you do. Episode 30 callback. (laughs) (laughs) I looked ahead and noticed that the road was about to dip. So I dipped, he dipped, and we dipped. (laughs) Dip, I dip, you dip. So I slow back. As I approached the dip, I could see the corn shaking to the right of me as the headlight hit it. We both stopped talking as we watched the corn. I thought it was probably deer about to spread out onto the road, so I slowed down to a crawl. The corn was now shaking violently. 
We're staring at the corn, waiting for the deer to jump out. Just imagine like the deer corn. do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just go boo. And like shake the corn furiously before yes. they jump out. Uh, then all of a sudden, the corn literally parts open just to the right of us. This thing steps out. <laughs> it was the size of a large man and all black. As it walked out of the corn, it was well illuminated by my headlights. It leaped and opened these huge set of wings and instantly went airborne. It quickly flew right in front of my car and swooped up into the air as it reached the other side of the road. I swear, the first thing that came to my mind was the Jeepers Creepers monster. I didn't see any mm-hmm. facial features, but the wings were very wide and looked like that of a giant bat. Mm-hmm. All I could think of was, uh, they were the footprints, Mr. Holmes, of a gigantic hound. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I floored mm-hmm. the gas pedal. My friend was yelling to get out of there. I drove as fast as I could, trying to maintain control on the gravel surface. We drove for a good five minutes before saying a word. The whole time, we're looking around us, hoping that thing wasn't chasing us. <laughs> began to calm down and soon ended up on a road i knew as i thought about it that thing looked like it was covered in shiny black tar it had a weird sheen to it Mm. the fact that it accelerated into flight so quickly had me stumped my friend and i Mm -hmm. talked about it through Mm -hmm. our entire senior year and never did have a clue as to what we saw (laughs) their entire senior year just continuously (laughs) any any more insights on that way it took off so quick not really man let's talk about it again tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) we refer to it as the flying tar man we didn't tear, tell anyone else at school. Mm-hmm. I recently told my wife about it, but she's a skeptic and doesn't believe in the supernatural. How many years ago was this that he saw this thing? Uh, summer of 2010. Okay. Anyway, after I heard about the sightings around Chicago, I figured I'd track you down and write about it. I live in Texas currently. Thanks for reading, Kurt. Hmm. Lon followed up. Note, I called Kurt today to discuss the incident. <laughs> this occurred in Winnebago County, north of Rockford, Illinois, on a gravel farm road off of Route 90. He said he believes it was somewhere near Wempletown. The description is similar to the winged humanoids reported to us in 2017. <laughs> he told me that the height was about 6 foot and the body was very thin. He estimated that the wingspan was about 15 foot. He also said that it definitely had arms and legs. The Jeepers Creepers reference was also used by several witnesses from the Chicago area as well. Lon. How did you... So... Did you have to write to Lon to get that audio of him talking about this? He offered it readily. He knew we were doing this, and he just sent me, unprompted, sent me that MP3 of the recording of him describing the last paragraph of it. Yeah. No. Very Uh, good. As a result of that story, Lon got the following story the very next day. Oh, boy. I don't remember the exact year, but this would have been the mid-80s. It was a summer evening in Oak Hill, West Virginia. So long ago. <laughs> yeah. I was about seven to eight years old at the time, and I was oh, outside man. playing with my brother, one mm-hmm. year younger than me, and our neighbor, a boy named Roy, who was the same age as my brother, give or take a few months. It was dusk, and we were throwing rocks to bats. Now, I was really confused <laughs> by that phrase, but he actually doesn't elaborate immediately. So Just mean baseball with rocks? I thought so, but no. So they're you want to play a game of rocks to bats? <laughs> <laughs> or were they throwing them at bats flying around? They were they were bats flying around, but they weren't throwing them at the bats. That's what was confusing. They were throwing them to them. To the bats. So t- today it seems strange, but back then <laughs> it was it something out. kids in the area did. Bats are common in the area, and around dusk in the summer, they're out in force to catch bugs. You uh, see dozens of them, and they usually fly approximately 40 feet off the ground or less. If you throw a small rock high in the air, you can often get the bat to swoop down and catch your rock, presumably thinking it's a bug. It's interesting the things kids did before there was the internet, Mm -hmm. as you only had ABC and PBS on the TV back then, so this was entertainment at its finest. More like BAT outside, am I right? (laughs) Yes. At any rate, we're throwing rocks to bats when we see what we at first thought was a monstrous bat flying higher in the sky than the others. (laughs) We grabbed a boulder and threw it up as hard (laughs) as we could. (laughs) 
I don't remember who spotted it first, but once it was pointed out, we were stunned. Mm-hmm. After staring at it for a few seconds, it was clear that this wasn't a bat. It was something else. <laughs> it was a creature in the shape of a man, but with wings. It had wings exactly like that of a bat, but it had distinct arms and legs also. Mm. It was mostly gliding with only the occasional flap of its wings, which is unlike a bat which mm-hmm. constantly flaps its wings mm-hmm. and its arms were sh- sort of lazily hanging behind at its side. What? It looked tall and lanky, but it was too high in the sky to really get a good estimate of its size. I know today that it's pretty easy to get size estimates really wrong on objects that are flying, like large birds. I can also say that it was dark, but I couldn't tell you anything about coloration. It was dusk and the light was relatively low by that point. And we were seeing it mostly as a silhouette. We saw a head, but never a face. I don't think it was looking down. I do appreciate that he's saying, you know, I'm not going to try and guess the size because you can't guess the size of something in the sky. Everyone tries to in these stories. And like, right. oh, it was, it was probably six feet tall and like a 30 foot wingspan. I, I appreciate it, too, because he's been very particular about his numbers so far in the story with the ages and the height of the bats off the ground and all this stuff. And I was like, why is he being so fucking specific about all this stuff? <laughs> Feels like a lie. But now at least he's not doing that. Yeah, I think maybe he's trying to say, like, I could tell where stuff was. But like in this case, like I didn't want to guess because it was too mm-hmm. high to guess. So mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. We watched this creature for a little while, maybe 15 seconds or so. Maybe 13 to 14 See, seconds. See, this is what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were transfixed. <laughs> standing there with black jaws, exactly. trying to comprehend what we were seeing. And we snapped out of it. We looked at each other, and simultaneously we ran toward the house to get my dad. I remember my dad was home, but my mom wasn't. We ran inside and told him to come outside quick. We had told him we had seen the devil. Of course, we thought it was the devil. That's how we would have contextualized it within our very limited framework at the time. So I said, Dad, we saw a big bat. <laughs> the biggest bat. <laughs> uh, he told us that he was sure that we hadn't seen the devil, but he reluctantly decided to come outside and check. By the time he did, whatever it was had gone. Mm-hmm. He reassured us with some platitudes, <laughs> but he obviously didn't believe us. We were all pretty shaken by the sighting, and we talked about it for weeks afterwards. And all through our senior year of high school, <laughs> I was just we that say. <laughs> I slept in the bed <laughs> with my parents that night and for at least a week afterwards. I'm a scientist, or was anyway, so I have trouble reconciling what we really, what we saw with reality as I know it. Was he I'm a creationist sh- now? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure that we saw something. Not really much to tell beyond that. My brother passed away many years ago, oh. killed by a giant bat, unrelated, <sighs> uh, and I haven't spoken to Roy in probably as long. He's had some struggles with substance abuse as an adult, and I've kept my distance. None of us discussed <laughs> the incident since we were adults, although... A weird follow-up. Yeah. Though we did discuss it at some point in our teens. I wanted to share just to give you an additional data point in your investigation. I expect that we'll never really know what people are seeing, but it's good that someone is documenting it for posterity, if nothing else. Thanks, RD. Mm-hmm. Think about this one, I, again, cut some stuff for length. Mm-hmm. Um, he told Lon in the beginning that he had been closely following Lon's reports on this stuff for months, mm-hmm. but only wrote in about this you know, in October. He did say that it was the Jeepers Creepers description that really got him as far as like he was reading it was like, oh, it's kind of weird. And then finally heard that specific comparison and that really, I guess, struck a nerve or something. Right. But that comparison had been made a couple of times prior in these stories. So Uh, Right, right. So I'm a little confused about his suddenly coming forward. Yeah. There's a number of things in that story that make me go like, why is this happening? Like the, the unnecessary epilogue with his buddies. Yeah, he's trying to his say buddy, why his yeah, brother, his brother. I think one of my trying, best buddies. I think he's trying to say why he hasn't talked about it much since his brother's dead and the other guy he hasn't talked to. Yeah, fair. But 
still, it's still. just I'm mostly unconvinced based on the fact that this happened so long ago. And I feel like once I started reading any of these stories, I'd be like, "Holy shit, this happened to me too!" I'd tell immediately. It's yeah, like, oh, I decided to subscribe it? to your newsletter right. for a while. And then after a while, I was like, you know what? <laughs> this particular story, the most recent one, that sounds similar <laughs> to mine. I just can't hold back anymore. So I again don't think Lon is making these up. I think no. he may. I think he's really like. I think he believes this stuff is happening and yeah. maybe warping some narratives to fit that. Mm-hmm. But now I think more. I'm more and more convinced that people are just making shit up to send to him. <laughs> um, oh my god, <laughs> it's just like the gaslight, you know, central. <laughs> yeah. So. Every hey, time I think yeah. these stories are over, every time I think I'm out, they keep pulling me back in. I'm into it. With I even love more it. more of the Phantom of the Chicago. I look forward to, you know, as ever, hearing what the next act holds. Yes. Um, I feel like we're almost guaranteed something else will occur. If nothing else, if the lull is too long, someone will decide, well, it's time someone put another story we in. We need another Phantom of the Chicago story. We should submit our own. I wonder now if we could submit a story... We could come up with one each, like the same story, mm-hmm. and in our own words, each tell one to the UFO Clearinghouse and <laughs> one to Lon Strickler and see how they come out. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we could talk about this and try and find a way to actually make this somewhat methodical. Yeah. And interesting. just figure out what their deal is and how they tell these stories and how they vet it at all, or at least if Lon vets yeah, anything at true, all. Yeah, true, true. That would be kind of cool, assuming he is a sincere researcher. He seems pretty earnest about his stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah. So we could we could try and make something sound pretty ridiculous mm-hmm. and see what happens. I like this. All right. Yeah, an experiment for yeah. down the road here. This is yeah. something we could do right. coming up. Mm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I like it. So that's my update there. Uh, I believe it's my turn to go first, so now it's just even more of me. Carry on. My wayward son. <laughs> Did we just hear that downstairs? There'll be peace when you get home or whatever the fuck. When you're gone, I think. When you're gone? When you're gone. Oh my God, what a dark lyric. I don't know. I don't care. Kansas. All right. On December 16th of last year, 2017, that is, Shelley Wilson of the town of Whitsett in British Columbia posted the following video on YouTube. Okay. Which she titled, Unusual Sound in Whitsett. Here it goes. Hmm. Was that it just there? It's gonna happen. Oh, yeah, it is. I don't know. Scary shit. There we go. Hmm. This is triggering my Sasquatch nerve very strongly. What the fuck is that? <laughs> What the fuck? Everyone else is hearing it too. I believe that's it. So she's just um, it's just a vertical, you know, cell phone photo out over, like out of her, I think, second floor window. You can mm-hmm. see the snow on the cars below, just snow everywhere. It looks kind of pointing out towards the tree line in the daytime, mm-hmm. um, and just hearing that sound. That sound, yeah, so, that's an intense, freaky noise. Oh very my goodness. much so. Shelley reacts exactly as I imagine anyone would in her situation. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is going on? What is that sound? <laughs> right. <laughs> Freaky shit. Uh, the internet, of course, then just started regurgitating all manner of dumb bullshit for answers. Uh-huh. Um, just people saying all kinds of dumb things. Just like all joke answers. None of them oh, funny. Oh, yeah. That's what my mama sounds like when she yeah, delivers. Some mother-in-law yeah. jokes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some like 
way too many people saying, oh, is that it's just Hillary Clinton. It's like, fuck yeah. you. Come on. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. only reasonable solutions anyone could really offer were elk and coyote. Yeah. I can um, dig it. More on that later. Mm-hmm. Found another kind of fun video with sort of similar spooky nighttime forest sounds posted that same month, I think a little bit earlier. This time it was quite a bit further south in Oregon, but still Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. This one was titled, Strange Noises Coming from the Woods in Oregon, comma, Scary Video. This was just from an aggregate site, but I, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I jumped ahead here to the 56 second mark where it kind of, like, they turn up the sound so you can hear it more. So here's this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a little bit similar. It's a little bit more of a kind of a cackling sound, but still. Yeah. That, that I mean, strikes more as... Like laughter. That sounds like laughter. <laughs> that is more candid, like, for me as well. Yeah. But I will say both of these sounds so far are very much in line with things purported to be damn vocalizations. Purported. Purported is the key word. Yeah, so it's stuff people claim Sasquatches sound like. Right. Undeniably spooky noises, but... Yeah, it's very fun, creepy forest noises. Right. Now, it took me quite a bit of poking around on the internet to find much about this Witset video, the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just finding the correct name and location was hard enough. I initially found that video on a different aggregate site that was just like, creepy sounds from wherever. Once I was able to find the original, it, I saw her name, I saw the location, and I was able to start kind of finding some stuff. And oh, the stuff I found. Oh, I'm excited. Let me introduce you to Knightsbridge Consulting. Knightsbridge, K-N-I-G-H-D? Yes. No, man. Rather than describe them myself, I'll just quote the opening paragraph on their homepage, which of course I will link to. Knightsbridge Consulting is a private consulting firm dealing with investigating all aspects of the unnatural. We're professionals dedicated to getting rid of what goes bump in the night. Oh, boy. Have you reached your wit's end? Does no one seem able to help? This is just Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's when you call Knightsbridge. Oh, my like God. You've got the who you call thing. Uh, we approach all cases with an open mind, and we will bring a resolution to the problem. Our office is located out of London, England, but we deal with issues worldwide. Oh, God. Within 24 hours of reaching out to Knightsbridge, you'll be put in contact with a consultant, either over the phone, internet, or depending on severity, face-to-face. <laughs> They're a network of just real Ghostbusters. <laughs> and I do mean a network of them. This is actually a really useful tool for paranormal investigation because it connects people from all over the world so they can all discuss stuff and work together on things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rather than just stay up late reading internet articles and coming up with a crasy-ass idea about what's happening. <laughs> I mean, they're almost definitely doing that too. Yeah. <laughs> but at least they're talking to someone, right? Mm-hmm. At least, I mean, this this kind of format of investigation seems like it'd be useful stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. more to the point, their investigations seem to involve actually going places and talking to people rather than reading about stuff. And if it is a network like that, they can just like say, oh, who's, is anyone nearby? Do you want to go check it out? Right. And um, so rather than just reading stuff, hearing accounts, and then writing and selling books about the shit, they mm-hmm. seem to actually go to places. Now, because Knightsbridge Consulting is so many people... I can't speak to the methods employed in the investigations that are performed, though I'll bet we'll come back to that in our upcoming Super Duperstitious special report. Oh, indeed. Yes. Methods yes. of paranormal investigations. Mm-hmm. Um, what I can say is that or some mopey. folks... Yep. What I can say is that some <laughs> folks on here, uh, they got curious about Shelley's experience and apparently decided to check it out in person. You know. The following is from the thread in which the whole case was discussed. Ooh. Haddon Pertwee, <laughs> um, the most British name you can think of. Haddon Pertwee? Haddon Pertwee. 
he took the case after Maya Bailey set it up. So she's like, kind of like commissioning, like, hey, anyone take this case? He's like, I'm on it. <laughs> Bert, we said this on January 31st of this year. Hey, no. I arrived in Morristown early in the morning. Shelly Wilson, the woman who made the video, had to delay our apartment to the next day, so I used the extra time to familiarize myself with the town and the surroundings. Morristown is small and spread out, about 800 souls. Most are a Wet'suwet'en nation, though the town has its own separate band. Many of the locals actually prefer it if you call the town Witset, its original name, since mm. missionary father Morris, whom the town current name is dedicated to, converted several people to Catholicism under duress. Yuck. So it sounded kind of similar to our last episode, really. Yeah, yeah. I asked a few of the locals about the video. Most laughed about it, saying it was just a bull elk or some other animal with a high-pitched call. Right. Some called it stupid and attention-seeking. Some called me stupid for asking about it. Uh, and some elders, again, laughed and said it was, maybe it was a Wahila or an Amarok or a grizzly ancestor grumbling. Um, <laughs> Wahila and Amarok are both Inuit um, legends of like these kind of giant wolf creatures. Oh, cool, cool. Wilson received me in the town's bar, this was the next day, and explained that she had heard that noise a few times before without giving it much thought. But then, last summer, her aunt's grandson made a brief Snapchat video of what he and she thought was a local Bigfoot near Forest Road. <laughs> that spurred her to record the next occurrence of the weird sound and to make it public, despite the reluctance of her friends and family. They think it will bring the bad sort of publicity around town. Articles about the superstitious Indians or mangled versions of their ancestral stories. But she just thinks it's something that needed to be shared. Not that she's a monster hunter or anything, she's just a mom and will leave the figuring out to others. She's ready to concede that the sound might have a mundane explanation, but she is definitely certain it's no elk or any other animal. Mm-hmm. It did not sound like an elk to me, to be it honest. It didn't. We've both heard elks in person. I'll actually be playing some of that in my segment today, in fact. Carry on. I was going to as well, but oh, it won't bother. Well, then know. we'll just both do so much cool. elk. People yeah, will just be just like, fucking so stop playing elk Then so everyone much. will recognize an elk sound when they hear it. Mm-hmm. You'll mm-hmm. have learned something today, people. You people. God damn you all to hell um she does say in the comments on her own video too that she does not think it sounds like an elk or any other thing she's heard around there i mean this is in this is quite a ways up into british columbia mm-hmm. yeah if you live around there you're probably going to hear a lot of different wild animals at different times mm-hmm. and she um says it's not anything she'd heard before mm-hmm. perchwee goes on my conclusion from this two-day visit is that it could be either or there's nothing to prove it's supernatural and nothing to prove it isn't if our client is willing to fund a more thorough investigation, I can certainly try to find out either way. He reported again a few days later. Oh, boy. I returned to Morristown along with Ivan Azarov, who offered to help with the case. So another member of this group. Also, uh, minus brownie points on uh, per tweet for still calling it Morristown after specifically knowing that they would rather not be called that. <laughs> My next bullet on here was, cool how he went out of his way to say that the correct name for the town is Witsit, and then went ahead and returned to calling it the colonized name instead. Yes. Well, yeah. he is British after all. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Colonization is all he knows. That's right. Uh, Avon's tracking skills were able to pick up a faint trail, which we followed until we started to hear a faint wailing, like the one in the video, but not so loud and powerful. What? They actually, like, tracked some shit down? He said maybe Wilson enhanced the volume before posting it to make it more dramatic, but uh-huh. something a little bit a little bit quieter that you heard. Mm. The trait and the sound brought us to a hollowed-out tree where a young Sasquatch was huddled and in tears. <laughs> Yvonne tried to talk to him and calm him down, uh, but either what? he didn't trust humans or something got lost in translation because he started throwing branches at us, slammed me to the ground, and fled. What? Nothing broken, incidentally. We just got a bit roughed up. 
I don't actually believe that he intended to harm us, but he just wanted to get away from us as fast as possible. Um. <laughs> the promise of a snowstorm forced us to retreat to town, and Yvonne <laughs> had to leave for a few hours for council matters, which is the proper noun that says council. So I'm <laughs> using the downtime to write this short report. Tomorrow we'll get back on the trail of the Sasquatch. We have a tuft of his fur, so tracking him the second time should be easy, uh, much easier. Pertwee's next post wasn't until April 2nd, which is a full two months later. Okay. At which point he says, we picked up again the trail the next morning. Yvonne used the tuft of fur to cast a tracking spell, and we ventured again oh into the woods. Oh my god. <laughs> west of our original location. After a while, to our dismay, Ooh. we crossed the signs of a snowmobile going in roughly the same direction as our mark, and we risked hurrying our steps. Half an hour later, huh. we started hearing the moaning sounds again, this time more short and urgent. The Sasquatch was running away from two human hunters. <laughs> the Sasquatch was running away from two human hunters, but he was hobbling. One of his legs was caught in a bear trap. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's chain dangling behind him <laughs> and making a noise that made him easy for the hunters to follow mm-hmm. despite the thick woods. Yeah, minus all that n- crazy sound <laughs> yeah, he was would. making. They were following just the chain sounds. They Listen were not- to the clinking of the chains. <laughs> That's all that matters here. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> He's clearly over there. <laughs> we decided that stopping the hunters was more urgent than catching the Sasquatch. So, with the smallest bit of glamour to disguise our features, we jumped on them. Roughed them up a little, destroyed their rifles, and, well, scared the ever-loving shit out of them. Way to go. This guy's them. tough. <laughs> yeah. This guy's a badass. Oh, well, I'm my not God. sure if they cast glamour or what glamour means, but, Did he yeah. say a small spit of glamour? A small bit of a glamour. A small bit of glamour. I don't know what glamour is. I they think glamour up, and then they of... beat the shit out of some hunters? <laughs> yes. I, I do like to imagine them just, like, putting on, like, glitter Tr- yeah. and, like, kind of doing up their hair and maybe some eyeliner. Just getting looking real cute. And then beat the shit out of the hunters. <laughs> Broke their fucking guns. They broke and shit. the guns, yeah. Intimidating wow. them to leave these places and never return. Never come back. You stop hunting Sasquatch yeah. right now. I don't care how much you're tracking him by his chain noise. <laughs> also, we should probably get the chain off his foot or whatever. Uh, since the town wasn't that far, we thought they could do without the snowmobile. So, yes, we, <laughs> so we broke that too. Yes, we alerted someone in town to go look for them. We were reaching, teaching them a lesson, not trying to kill them, <laughs> even though. Oh my God. With the hunters dealt with. We turned back on the trail of our cryptid. We actually didn't have to go too far, as the wound was really slowing him down despite his thick skin. He let himself be approached this time, too tired to run away. (laughs) And Yvonne broke him free of the trap while I used the emergency kit from the snowmobile, as all snowmobiles are equipped with, (laughs) to bandage him up. Did they have like 400 feet of bandages? (laughs) Yep. Uh, This seemed to convince him that we were on his side, and he allowed himself to be spoken to. (laughs) Sasquatch told us... Oh well, told Ivan, who translated, uh huh, his family had been forced to leave their previous home by the advance of humans. Yep, and they were roaming the area looking for a new place to relocate. Checks out. A few months ago, he had remained behind to guard their camp while his parents explored one of the nearby mountains. But then he heard a great roaring rumble like thunder. A piece of the mountain had crumbled. His parents never came back. Oh, alone rough. in an unfamiliar territory. He had fended for himself for a while, despite being very sad and lonely. Eventually, while wandering east, he stumbled into Morristown by accident. Even the Sasquatch probably knew to call it Whitsit. <laughs> the canyon was good for eating salmon, and he thought he had been stealthy enough to go unnoticed by the humans. The two of us and the hunters had proved him wrong. In his joy, he started screaming as loud as he possibly yep. could. 
Ivan and I arranged for a mutual friend, Arasi Bhutto of the Hidden Places, to temporarily relocate the Sasquatch to a resort for supernatural creatures where he could heal and get some proper meals before being reconnected to another Sasquatch community in the British Columbia area. Is it a gated community? Is it a... I think it might be. Collective. Pertwee finally summed it all up on May 2nd in a formal report on the thread. Case title, Video of Disturbing Sounds from Canadian Woods. Consultants, Haddon Pertwee with the help of Ivan Asarov. Resolution, The sound was made by a young Sasquatch who lost his family. We relocated him to another Sasquatch community in British Columbia. Case write-up, I explored the surroundings of Morristown, goddammit, <laughs> and um, and talk to the locals to get a lay of the land, then talk to Shelley Wilson, the woman who made the video. The following day, with the help of Ivan Rasaroff, we tracked the trail until we found a young, scared Sasquatch who escaped. The following day, we picked up the cryptid's trail again and saved him from a couple of hunters whom we scared off. The Sasquatch talked to us and explained that he had lost <laughs> his family and had been offending for himself for months. But he was scared and lonely and afraid of humans. Uh, he only risked staying around Morristown, Witsit, because it was easy to get food. If you look at the fucking Wikipedia for that, it says Witsit, formerly Morristown. <laughs> well, hey, 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 hey. This guy tracked and talked to a Sasquatch. Are you really going to be fucking with his credentials right now? I guess. The Sasquatch only risked staying in Witsit because it was easy to get food there. Did he actually say Witsit that time? No, I didn't. Morristown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With mm-hmm. the help of a mutual acquaintance, Arasi Buto, we're able to bring the Sasquatch to a place of healing. And she's making contact. Did you contact. just read all this stuff? He, this is his summary that he's reporting. Oh his my report. god! She's making contact with other Sasquatch communities in the region to find him a new permanent home. Follow-up actions. Was, she's making contact with community, like communities. Hey, just <laughs> dialing him up. Just cold calling different Sasquatches. Sorry, I know it's after nine p.m. <laughs> This little guy is just lost, scared. He's looking for a home. He's looking for a home. He's been living off salmon near uh, Witsit. And, (laughs) um, you know, we're just hoping. Would you guys have room in all of the wilderness that you occupy currently, (laughs) presumably? (laughs) Um, I mean, your community. She's trying to get in touch with Sasquatch communities in the region to find him a new permanent home. Nice. Follow-up actions. We will check with Arasi in a few weeks to see how the Sasquatch is doing in his new community. Did they check in? Is he going to school yet? Or uh, so this <laughs> last post I saw were um, <laughs> a few months back. But Maya and others in the community uh, on the thread congratulated Pertwee et al. on a job well done, <laughs> and the case was closed. I will say <laughs> that I think for people who just need a story to put something to bed for themselves, yeah, they're doing them a service. Yeah. So yeah, it took way more digging on my part than it should have to confirm that Knightsbridge Consulting is in fact a group of role players. Yeah. So, oh my god! So like they, their whole thing is mm. they're not actual investigators. Mm-hmm. They just like people who have similar interests who make up stories for fun. Mm-hmm. Kind of neat that they you know, kind of tie in real world events to do it but like mm-hmm. it's something where I, I got skeptical once they first brought up the idea of if their client could provide more funding they would investigate further. Why don't you go all the way to British Columbia to investigate something and then say, hey, do you want to pay us to do shit? Could you give us maybe three or four thousand more dollars? (laughs) And we'll look around a little more. Yeah, just a little more. So the downside is this is the closest I got to finding anything. At first, like, oh, people actually investigating. Cool. I'll see what they found. Probably nothing. But at least it's someone talking about it. You found pure solid gold, if you ask me, my friend. I wasn't expecting. And I was was, like, I just kind of copied and pasted everything and I was skimming it to see if I needed to like abridge it at all to make it shorter. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, you, you, oh, I'm certain oh. you mean Knights of Bridget. 
Yes. Which is I the only way you can shorten was, this article. <laughs> I didn't really shorten it at all because <laughs> I needed to leave this in. That's a perfect night's abridging. <laughs> I'm bummed that we don't know what those sounds really were. Right. I am pleased to have discovered this community. I, you did well. I um. You did well. So actual solutions to what the fuck was going on. Uh, I mentioned elk before. So here yeah. is um an elk bugle, um, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we'll hear more of in a minute, but it's going to be a little louder. Turn down some. So that shrill. That, that was shrill. So loud in my sorry, ears. I'm so sorry. I thought that I turned it down enough. I didn't. So loud. <laughs> it hurt. It hurt very badly. Oh, that was the elk and male elk calling. Yes. To get fucked. <laughs> Um, or no to do the, to get, I described it so much <laughs> did you know that elks are interested in pegging this is a little known it started with the elks um, um, yeah I put it so much more delicately in my copy to myself well let's, let's we'll get to your we'll copy get when to you get it later yeah. well, you, you guys it. can just you can choose which one you prefer probably will point, be Jake's at, at this, this point. point I don't have any copy anymore I just have elks colon link get fucked <laughs> no I, I didn't write anything this is just I hope he didn't write colon jeez <laughs> so here's like a bunch of there's a whole lot of different sounds <laughs> that coyotes make but here's one sound that it's kind of the yipping that I think is a little more like the second video we heard with the sort of almost the weird sound. cackle yeah. noise, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of it sounds a lot like kind of dogish. Yeah, very much. But some of the prolonged sounds are a little bit more kind of moaning, kind of. Uh, and like from a distance and with a lot of reverb from the echo and sort of what have you, you can imagine hearing that and being like, yeah, what am I hearing? If we want, we could listen to the original one last time. Yeah, let's do that. Um, let's do that. to compare. Both um, the first and the cackle noise. Sure, why not? Who gives a shit? Because I think the first one is... Tr- yeah, that one's truly strange to me. It's hard to tell what it is. The second one does sound more mm-hmm. like coyotes. Turn it back up some. Shelly just whispering. Scary shit. Some scary shit. <laughs> See, that's... That's a weird sound. Yeah, that's creepy. It doesn't quite sound like a coyote. That too. It sounds like we've, a, we've talked about fox before on the show. Those don't sound like that, but it's they do too sound scary. deep. Yeah, so too this deep. is too deep for a fox. And too long. They have much more of a yeah. short scream. Yeah, this is a. Uh, again, hearing it too. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird, and it is. Well, I'll get into it in my segment. Cool. And one last time, here's the second video. Um, right where it starts to get louder. That sounds a lot more like a coyote. It does. It's still scary. It's, it's still freaky, it's and it is funny to me how much both of those sounds, and I know this is like purported bullshit mm-hmm. to some extent, but they sound very, very, very much like uh, recordings that are like held in high esteem within the Bigfoot research community, if you can call it that, yeah, as like legit. But also, I think the second one's coyotes, and I think the first one is probably just some animal. It's yeah, it's definitely an animal. It just, yeah. It's hard to say exactly which one, but whatever animals are making both of those noises, though, have duped many people. Let's put it that way. Yes, um, for sure. So yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So that's my story for today. <laughs> I enjoyed really not my story so much as it was, um, what's his name? Pertwee's story. Pertwee. But yeah. So, structured my side of things pretty loosely. I figured we would just start with animals that can sound scary. And then we can work our way towards things that are actually just weird sounding and unexplained. Sure. That makes sense? That sounds great. And here we go. Here comes the elk. Uh, the elk is a pretty well-known animal in North America. For listeners who happen to be unfamiliar, it's essentially a very large deer. One of the largest deer. One of the largest in the world. That uh, and moose are like the two biggest deer, right? I believe so. Caribou are pretty Caribou big. Caribou are also big, yeah. But aren't they? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, particularly during the mating season, males, called bulls, bugle to attract females from over very long distances. Or as Jake would say, to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> essentially, they scream loudly. To announce their reproductive availability. (laughs) (laughs) And females are most attracted to the loudest and most incessant buglers. So, you know. (laughs) Pretty much the opposite of humans, I guess. Yes. Which I had drafted before he made that noise. (laughs) Well, as you might expect from the description of large screaming deer, bugling is kind of a freaky sound and often used for that reason to set a tone of impending doom or danger in movies handling dark outdoorsy themes you'll always hear the elk bugle it's like even if it's not even part of that world's ecology you'll hear an elk in the distance like that's kind of like in every um jungle scene in older movies you hear a kookaburra yeah exactly exactly oh that sounds like a monkey or or if you're in the desert it's always a uh red-tailed hawk (laughs) shrieking in the distance it's the sound for hot and outside (laughs) yep and if you're, depending on what northern woods you're in, you also will hear a loon. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, there you go. Um, so, just imagine hearing this for the first time, lost deep in the woods. <laughs> oh, wrong one, wrong one. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that at all. <laughs> that was the incorrect sound. This. But you already heard on Jake's, but whatever. It's just a really eerie and strange sound. Mm-hmm. Very dissonant. So it sounds like one of those plastic yeah, tubes you can swing on yes, your head. Indeed, yeah. good '90s toy they probably make just in like head shops and tourist traps now. Yes, swing it over your head. It kind of whistles. I actually just look up some sounds for it. How about that? Fuck it. Why not? What would we call it though? Tube swing make sound '90s. <laughs> Here we go. The sound hose slash whirly tube. Okay. Not really that different from what we said. Oh, this sounds so 90s. <laughs> that was it right there. That's the whirly tube. Um, A lot more bass and drums than I expected from, yeah. what, I, from what I remember when I played with it before. This but. is part of Steve Spangler science. Steve's a cool guy. You can tell by the soundtrack. This is what they call a sound hose, and it's just a, a piece of tubing. So Galaxy you can car salesman. Tubing. Open it <laughs> both sounds ends. Like one. Ready? All right. Now here's the amazing thing. Watch this. Now you just give it a little whirl. Oh no! You need this. You need a little blow inside. Ooh, that's pretty fun, huh? Sounded a bit like an elk, to be honest. Okay. a lot of wind, we would yeah. have a bigger sound. Uh, this is his, like, lackey who's, like, there to just be not cool. Is Igor. Yeah. <laughs> if you swirl, listen to that. Is that nice? Can okay, I keep it going like that. I'm going to go a little... I've had enough of that one. Yeah, but we got the, as far as the idea of the pitch changing and stuff, and it, yeah. just, it sounds like that. 
So, uh, screech owls are another common culprit. In mm. in the next clip, uh, a woman filming herself looking for trinkets with a metal detector, like you do, at night, for some reason, because trinkets don't see you, probably coming, uh, <laughs> hears a screech owl and understandably wraps things up quickly because she's not familiar with what they are, actually. Uh, you'll hear her detector going off as a loud electronic sound. Okay. The screech owl makes a high then low call. You'll you'll hear. That's a screech owl. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Okay. That's a screech owl. Yeah. That's also a screech owl. What the hell? Hello. <laughs> so, long story short, she freaks out. But you heard that little meow. Yeah, that was a screech owl. But at night. If you're not ready for it, you don't know what it is. What the hell? Yeah, that's what you say. <laughs> exactly. It also happened to me one time in Costa Rica when I heard a great potu for oh. the first time. I don't know if I brought this up on the show yet or not, but I will now play a little bit of the great potu. Okay. I was on a night hike and... Um, I think you mentioned this. But I can't remember what the sound is though. I remember yeah. it freaked me out then too. But um, yeah, I just want to set the scene walking around in the rainforest at night. Uh, very dark. There's the sound of just like bugs all around and then you hear this in the distance oh well there you go bugs, yeah. Ooh. that's pretty weird it's a pretty weird sound it's a freaky sound but it's just a potu yeah that just made me think of same thing i brought up then which is the weird sound of hearing a howler monkey in the dawn like Pretty scary sound to hear. You mind calling up a howler monkey? Oh, yeah, sure. Mm, here we go. Oh, that's right up close. They have the it's microphone a, inside, inside of its mouth. Of its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they get doing that, and they call like very loudly, and it carries miles. And when you hear that happening from several miles away, like first thing in the morning before the sun comes up, it's pretty, pretty scary. The closest thing I can think of it, it sounds like the head crab zombies from Half Life Two. I may have found one that will satisfy this. Okay. Yeah, that's a scary sound. That is intense. Is. Yeah, that would be very freaky. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I did not know what that was, I would be same. Luckily, I had seen them like in like from feet away the day before. Like, okay, that's what they are. I had known to expect that as a possibility. But still, if you're unfamiliar with any kind of animal sounds, they're always going to freak you out. Yeah, that's true. This is coyotes, probably, that sound like they spook someone. Hmm. So much they started telegraphing someone yeah. what's happening. Mm-hmm. It gets crazy in a sec. Okay. There we go. Yeah, see, that would be really off-putting if you heard that and didn't know what to expect. Yeah. So. <laughs> it really does go crazy. It goes crazy, yeah. yeah. And the person filming this, it, it, the video is not much to see. It's just darkness. Mm-hmm. They're filming it on their phone. Um, but yeah, shortly thereafter, they're just like, what the hell's that? Like, <laughs> so again, you know, the standard response. Um, so, yeah, basically all that to say, very, very well-known animals, not just literal real entities but things that we know something about the biology of 
make freaky noises. Yes. So, like the things that Jake was playing earlier, probably just something. Something out there. Something out there. Spooky. Making weird noise. But now for some weirder noises that maybe are hoaxes, maybe are real unexplained things. No, I don't know what it was. So this is a video of a guy. The video is called Strange Sound, January 15th, 2013. Well, Scary! Three exclamation <laughs> points. <laughs> and um, he starts filming. He doesn't really know what's going on. He apparently just heard the noise. And then it comes back at about 56 seconds. And then it gets weirder and weirder. And I would like you to hear it. All right. My phone's about to die anyway. I wouldn't be out here with my phone. So there it is again. Do you hear that? He's out in the woods, basically, with his maybe girlfriend or just friend. Oh, I think I just yet. Maybe if we just went a bit further up, we might have seen something. I think he might be British. Mm-hmm. What was that? They're near Morriston. <laughs> oh, this is it. Maybe it wasn't 2012, it was, it was 2013. <laughs> Oh, okay. So his girlfriend's getting like nervous and wants to go. It's not an animal, is it? You get the idea. I do. I'm going to call super hoax on that one. Yeah, exactly. Especially because it sounds like a very loud sci-fi kind of creature sound. Mm Mm-hmm. Like Indeed. some sort of space whale. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But even more so, like, well, the first time it really kicks in and it's very loud, it's so much louder and clearer than any of the other audio in the video. It sounds and layered goes, oh, over. Oh, exactly. that? Yeah. It's like, of course she heard that. Yeah, how could she not? And she's so unresponsive to it. She's yeah. just sort of like, what are we doing out here? He's like, I heard it again. And then they're walking <laughs> there ahead. It and like, it's happening very loudly. The sound is changing. And they're just right. like, their conversation doesn't match what's happening around them. You so. would be, I feel like if you actually heard that, you would be... You'd be Quiet, you'd be whispering, like, what is the truth? Yeah, fucking, we gotta fucking know the- what you said. <laughs> what is that in? Exactly, That's a good Pertwee accent, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> so it, yeah, exactly. It made me think of the sky trumpets. Yes, we did cover those very briefly. I have a little more audio of them now. Excellent. And in fact, this is a compilation video, so it's just a clip from it. It's a montage over some, like, just fun music. <laughs> just, like, a melancholy look back at all the good times we had with Sky Trumpets <laughs> noises. <laughs> um, but it's called Strange Capital T Trumpet Sounds from the Sky Caught on Live TV Part 20. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> this is hosted by Skynet 5, S and Y and T are all capital, K and and E are all lowercase. Um... Just thought it was a funny feature. So anyway, in this video, we have someone recording the traditional, if you will, sky trumpet noise, followed by footage from a baseball game where people were apparently hearing something kind of similar, but it was probably just an air, you know, effect, like a wind I, yeah, I phenomena. Instance. Um, but here we go. Here's the There's your traditional sky trumpet sound it's freaky it's godzilla e godzilla e like jake mentioned kind of the macro sci-fi invasion of earth thing anyway that was that the footage there was of a person sticking their phone out the window of their apartment there's mm. not much to look at you're just sort of hearing that freaky noise now we're looking at footage from a baseball game tampa bay rays are involved 
haunting sound if we've ever heard one. <laughs> one ball, no strikes. is foul. The count is one and one. Now what could that possibly be? <laughs> Somebody shut the door. It sounds supernatural. <laughs> it sounds supernatural. <laughs> so that's funny. It's, it's less likely a hoax like we discovered at some point and we talked about it in episode 34 briefly. Yes. The sky trumpets are or were a hoax. Mm-hmm. It was some kind of right, weird, exactly. weird sound at one point. Someone claimed it was coming from the sky. Someplace it was happening. It was some kind of industrial noise. Someone didn't know what it was. Right. People took the audio from that and just played it while recording other stuff and said, oh, this sound's coming from everywhere, just coming from behind the camera in the different YouTube shots. YouTube equivalent of creepypasta. Exactly. Um, but that one is clearly real because the announcers were like... They have no stake in this. No. They're, they're not trying to... It wasn't like someone was recording and then someone put the audio in. They were responding <sighs> to it in real time. Oh, but good Lord, can you imagine... <laughs> If some baseball announcers wanted so badly to stage their own version of that, that they went out on a limb with their job. And anyway, go so, on. Do you, what is do that you hear that sound? And then later on, shopped natural. In. Yeah, then, and then later just put it in for a dumb YouTube yes, video. Yes, yes, yes. Probably a natural phenomenon of Likely wind. explainable, if, yeah. if rare. I sometimes think about like, uh, what do they call them? Airbursts? Microburst? Yes, a microburst, exactly what I'm talking about. Where extremely strong change in air pressure, I guess, causes wind to blow about in an extremely furious way. So it's as if a tornado touched down in just one spot almost. Mm -hmm. So you can have like whole sections of forests or neighborhoods just flattened, but right there, and no one can recall like a storm or anything happening that would have precipitated such an event. So No pun intended. Indeed. So anyway, something like that could have occurred to make that noise. That sure. was all that was about. <laughs> Had some Sasquatchy, purported Sasquatch noises, but we've heard that already. <laughs> and let me see. Ah, uh, yes. So we've come to the end of my shit, which is... Can we talk about Aoi kids and their never-ending campaign to blindside children and babies <laughs> into a lifetime of deeply encoded trauma through sound association? I'd be Jake? okay with the children, but not the babies. Well, you know, for that very reason, I'd like to take this opportunity to maybe initiate something of a lawsuit against Awe Kids. <laughs> okay. And um, I would like to dedicate the rest of my segment to Awe Kids. To that. So if uh, if you're unfamiliar with Awe Kids or have blocked out any memory of them um, in an act of necessary self-preservation and mental health, <laughs> it's a YouTube channel ostensibly designated to entertain and educate children and babies in the realms of colors and basic animal sounds. Uh, this is nothing new. Uh, we all probably had or at least experienced some version of the farm noise spinny wheel game thing. Yeah, cow goes oink, bear goes moo, all that stuff. Super bad news for you, Jake. I think yours was broken. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's wrong here? <laughs> uh, by the way, if you want to know more about our first encounter with Awe Kids, episode 23, Dragonfly Sounds for Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the... Oh, first exposure to this damaging site. <laughs> well, you see now, to get back, this sort of educational process, Aoi Kids is maybe doing this too, or at least ostensibly they think they are, but I want to offer that Aoi Kids is either the product of an AI that has no human conception of how musical score can contextualize content, <laughs> or is being operated by cruel and nefarious persons who very much do understand 
how musical score can contextualize content. Thing is, I don't think it's just the score. There's a lot more involved. No, indeed. But the score does so much for me. It's true. Uh, yeah. And uh, whose jobs are to essentially concoct sonic poison <laughs> with the sole purpose of killing or maiming your children. And even you, potentially. Um, I mean, I felt like I started to die when I listened to some of these <laughs> sounds. So fair warning, everyone. Um, this could get a little more dangerous. Anyway, we're going to try one of their baiting videos if you will one of these things that sort of makes you think everything's going to be okay yes this is a uh, bird sounds for kids okay pretty nice yeah it's kind of ambient a video like this is what i describe as a bait for unwitting parents looking to assess content birds are chirping harmlessly and the soundtrack evokes a peaceful even melancholy tranquility i would say yeah, it's kind of thinking a minor turn in the chord quality. A so bit is of a, a minor key. Uh, in this way, our babies and infants will potentially learn about annoying house sparrow sounds while seeing images of hummingbirds, woodpeckers, and other things. Um, while also maybe discovering on some level that human existence is both sad and beautiful. And that's just great. <laughs> but again, this is either so totally random or by very deeply villainous design because we also discover one called Ant Sounds for Kids, which may have come on this podcast before. I don't know if we brought it up or not. We've definitely listened to it together. We just went, you invited me over after school. Dude, I got it. Yeah. Down. I know we've been talking about this since high school, but I still can't get <laughs> all over. All senior year. Yeah, all senior year. Yours and mine. Since they were <laughs> exactly. years. Um, so I don't know why anyone would ever need to know what ants sound like. <laughs> But I don't think you, when I was a child I ever wondered about that. I don't know about you, Dick, did you? I just, like, I was curious. I just put my ears up on the ants. I was like, oh, it sounds like this video, so. Yeah, okay. A much more ominous soundtrack. <laughs> the art of the sound, the sound effects themselves are pretty intense. The sounds are so intense. The score coming in is like, oh, oh no. The score sounds like the soundtrack to getting tortured until you tell people about where, like... <laughs> Where the rest of the money is hidden. Where the rest of the money is... Well, no, something more horrible to give up the answer to. Mm. But a horribly ominous soundtrack, indeed. Yes. I have just two more, if you don't mind. Not at all. Can't speak for our listeners, though. (laughs) This next one is nice. This next is a good one. I'm saving the words for last. Again. The soundtrack. Yeah. Corny, but entirely inoffensive squirrel sounds and noise for kids for kids and babies part two because there was so many squirrel noise um that's pretty cute you would maybe think that the sounds of horses would be you know a pretty innocuous noise oh i remember this from my thing growing up horse goes woof horse goes woof you might expect that in fact unfortunately perhaps your animal sounds wheel is closer to the truth in this case because these horses are basically screaming to the sound of being killed. So many of them. This is like... So just imagine playing that for your child. Well, it's just like, okay, if you want to teach your child the very important lesson of what happens after the Kentucky Derby's over. <laughs> oh my God. And where does glue and dog food come from? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, you can answer it all in one very short, <laughs> simple video. 
and it'll leave everything to the imagination, <laughs> which is not scarring, which is not horrible. Um, so I just want to say, all you kids, what are you doing? What are you doing? You trying to get sued? Change your content. And that's my segment for today. That's great. Thank you very much, Mr. Uh, Show. You're very welcome. Yeah, there that's been some more fun sound stuff for your podcasting, listening sound ears. Yes, we hope you enjoyed. Uh, we'll be back next week with a or I guess the week a- we're or the week after. Bi-weekly. Are we doing biweekly? And oh yeah, I think so. Next week, I mean, we're uh, next week we're Thanksgiving, aren't we? I think it is. Yeah, I don't know. What I don't fucking know. This comes out. Th- I don't know. We <laughs> we're recording <laughs> stuff in advance because okay, we're gonna, okay. it's gonna be a busy busy time this fall. So. We're not totally sure when stuff is coming out in we're relation to when we're time. recording it. Right now, all we know is that the most recent episode came out yesterday, so we're lost. Yes, indeed. Which, if you're hearing this, was last week. <laughs> so that's or how it wait, feels. wait, was it the week before? <laughs> yeah, exactly. At some point coming up, we will have another super duper spit. Get chip. Help. Super duper stitious special report. <sighs> and, um. <laughs> Take me out. <laughs> yeah, l- allow me to, uh. Close out this app in uncharacteristic style, which is to say, uh, we'll be doing another super duper stitious special report. Um, I forget which which one will this be, Jake? Is this our fourth or fifth? This will be our fourth. Ooh, our first with episodes right. twelve and thirteen. Well done. We talk about UFOs, and then nineteen and twenty. Nineteen and twenty, we talk about new age stuff. Yeah, and then natural healing. and forty, was it? I think so. Well, we talk about the episode uh, where our podcast officially became gross. <laughs> if yes, I'm not mistaken, I believe. So, um, <laughs> we talked about the persistence of belief in stuff in spite of evidence to the contrary. Indeed. And Wanted we'll follow that up very, very closely in this next one, I think. We're going to be talking more planned. about the methodology of Indeed. paranormal and cryptozoological investigations. And we'll follow that up with the methodology of proper scientific investigations. <laughs> so, and this way, we will be emulating a certain speaker at a certain conference. <laughs> right. Um, but hopefully, we'll which do it in a more fun in, way. Yeah. yeah. Which, we, yeah, you can hear about in which episode? Episode 41. <laughs> nice. Anyway, stay tuned for another one of those. Uh, stay tuned for another episode also. I don't know which order they're going to come in. They're going to be good. It's going to be us. And we'll see you there. Bye. Bye. <laughs>